I can. I want to be talking about spiritual revolution needs fighters. Someone say fighters. We need fighters. We need fighters. And, and the thing that we need to understand that we are not in a fleshly fight. We are in a spiritual fight. The Bible talks about where, where we, that we, we, we battle not against these things. And we'll be talking about that. But the Bible refers, amen, wrestling compared to how we wrestle against the enemy. And I want to show you something really quick. I want my son and, and Angel to come up here really quick. I want you to see something really quick. And if you're going to understand what I'm talking about, or you get a hold of this, go ahead. As they prepare. See, I want you to see something there. For every offense, there's a what? A defense. Then come on, give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. For every offense, there's a defense. And God is saying, every time the enemy attacks you, I'm giving you something to get out of that. Come on, every time you get hit, I'm giving you something to get out of that. Come on, I'm, I'm giving you what you need to get out of being grappled, out of getting taken down. I, I, I'm giving you what you need to get out of the strongholds, out of the, that, that pressure, out of that situation in life. I'm giving you what you need. You just got to know how to use it. You just got to know how to apply it. You just got to know, amen, how, how, do, how to allow God to train you to do those things. And I want to be talking about that today on the book of Ephesians. And, and the Lord was showing me some great stuff here. And I kept on seeing uh, something that, that uh, was, was just helping me out through my, my walk with Christ over the years. And, but when I was studying this this week, God began to show me some more stuff. And I was really, really excited about it. And I couldn't wait to get here. I, I was sick last week. And this morning I woke up, I was still sick, said, but I still got to go. <laughs> so if I don't shake your hand and I just pound you like that, it's, I don't want to get you sick. Amen. But I wanted to come and, and really preach this word because it was in my heart, it was in my spirit. In Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, says these words, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Someone say, be strong. In the Lord and in the power of his might. My God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the whales or the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle, here we go, against flesh and what? Blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness and of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence that's in this place. Lord, I pray that you would continue to give us revelation, oh God, that we will grab a hold of your word and we will grab a hold of everything you have for us, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. Give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. Again, church, our fight is a real fight. Some say a real fight. It's a real fight, but it's not a fleshly fight. It's a spiritual fight. It's a spiritual thing. That's why in verse 12 it says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. 
So we need to understand that we need to be ready spiritually. Someone say spiritually. We need to get ready to find spiritually. We need to be ready to prepare spiritually. Now, this is the thing that got me. Not just to fight the devil, but also to fight ourselves. Come on, somebody. Amen. Also to fight ourselves, represent our flesh. Because our flesh gets in the way. How many years your flesh got in the way? And then we blame the devil. It wasn't the devil, it was your flesh. And so I want you to know today that we have to learn, amen, to battle our flesh, battle the devil, amen, and, and to be ready, amen, for all the lies and the schemes of the devil. And that takes church having the form of God on. That takes of having the form on. Look at with me really quick if you can. Verse 11 says, put on the whole, somebody say the whole, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, wow, against the whales or the schemes. That's the thing that get me. The devil is a schemer. Some say schemer. He's a schemer. He's a liar. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, uh, he, he has a way, amen, uh, uh, of being a, he, he, in other words, he's a weasel. Amen. Somebody can have a homeboy named Weasel. Amen. That's the one I'm talking about right there. And, and he, he, he's, he's too much. And so God is telling us, and the word of God is telling us here that we need to learn to have the whole armor on. Some say the whole armor. The whole armor so that we were able to stand against the lies, the schemes. Amen. See, this spiritual revolution is dealing with us learning to get back to the spirituality. Learn to get back to be, especially get back to be spiritual. Get back to knowing the vision, knowing the purpose, knowing, amen, what God has called you to do as an individual. Come on, somebody, amen. And so, and, and it starts with us. As much as it starts with us, it ends with us. We, we can't just come to church and just think it's going to be okay. Amen. My car can be broke all at once, and I, when I, when I, if I bring it to my garage, it's not going to get better. I need to make sure when I bring it to the garage, I'm fixing it in the garage. Come on. So if we're going to be coming to church, let the word of God fix you. Someone say, fix me. Someone say, fix me. I don't know about you, but I need to be fixed. I'm also, somebody. amen. I stop telling people all the time, if the pastor needs to be fixed, you need to be fixed. Amen. Church, I want you to know today, as we begin to lay out some things here, I'm going to bring up probably three elements of the armor today. Because I don't want to give too much, too much information. You leave, amen, over-informed. But just enough that we can grab a hold of this and move with this. Can somebody say amen? amen. Well, let's, let's take a look really quick if we can. At verse 13 it says, therefore take up the whole armor. Again, see, in, in verse 11 it says the whole armor. And then again, again in verse 13 it says take up the whole armor. And it's very important that you carry the whole armor. The whole armor, the whole armor. That you may be able again to withstand in the evil day. Someone say evil day. And having done all to stand. My God. Because how many know there's some evil days out there? How, how many have, have, <laughs> have ever had a bad day? How many ever had an evil day? How many ever felt like everything like around like, oh my God. Or walked into your house and you know something wrong was there. Evil spirit was there. And like your in-laws, I mean like, like your brother or sister, I mean uh, like the devil. 
That'll make you laugh before I make you cry. And, and, and I want you to understand this today. If you're an in-law, I'm sorry. I love you. Amen. Don't get hurt. I love you. <laughs> it says to, to keep up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. Wow. To withstand. It did not say you are not going to be attacked. It means that you have to learn to withstand. Come here, Josh, real quick. I mean, uh, yeah, you know your name. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you have to learn that, that you'll be able to withstand the pressure. Not saying it's not going to be there, but it's going to be there. That's why I love what it says. It says, no weapon formed against me shall what? Prosper. It didn't say there was not going to be a weapon formed against you. It did not say it was not going to come and and be pointing at you. It says, but it's not going to what? Prosper. And so we're saying here that the enemy is going to come and I'm giving you the strength to put on the armor so you'll be able to withstand. Someone say withstand. Withstand, withstand the pressure, withstand the pain, withstand the hurt, withstand the trials, withstand everything that you're going through. Come on, come on, somebody, amen. Wow. It says, in the evil days and having done all to stand. As we look at verse 14, it says, stand therefore, church, having girdled your waist with truth, my God. Right there, I want to I wanna sit right there for a second. One of the first elements of the armor of God is the girdle of truth. Now, I'm not talking about those kind of girdles, the girls put on, you know, that, that girdle. <laughs> the Romans didn't have those type of girdles. It was, it was a girdle that, that was, it was, it was a small piece. It was, it, was a, it was a small piece around the waist. And it was almost like a belt, almost like a sense of a belt, you can say. Now, the Roman soldiers wore this around their waist, listen closely, church, to help to secure other pieces of their armor, okay? It helped secure the pieces of the armor. It provided a measure of protection in the midsection of the body, okay? The soldiers also kept their sword on that piece. I'll give you one more. It secured the soldiers' garments in movement, so in other words, they would grab it and fold it up and secure it so they could have better movement. You with me so far? So this is the thing that I want you to catch. The Bible says that you and I should gird our waist with truth. Now, this is the thing. That the truth that we know of this, someone says the word of God. And when we begin to allow the word of God to be wrapped around us, we've learned to move right, be more secure in our, in our movements. Now, come on, somebody. If, if you know anybody who's, who's, who's disconnected their hip, it's hard to move around with a dislocated hip. You can do it with the knee, you can do it with the leg, but with the hip, it's it can, it, it really, really bad movement. So what truth does, truth helps you to be more movement, move, able to move better or move, come on, able to not to be, allow yourself to move greater and mightier. Truth, listen to me, helps us hold our lives together. Truth helps us against uh, the lies of the enemy. See, life without truth, eventually our life falls apart. Life without truth, eventually our life, our life falls apart. Listen to the truth aids our journey, helps us avoid pitfalls, and it calls us from tripping in battle. Wow. 
Now, this is what I need you to see here, is that they would use the, the truth, about the truth, to keep themselves from falling. When you are living the truth, it'll keep yourself from falling. It'll keep yourself from tripping. Someone say tripping. When you allow yourself to take up the, the belt of truth, and when you're girding yourself in the truth, you're holding on to it. And it, it's a small thing. It's not no big thing. It's a small thing. Amen. It's not no huge. I'm going to get into that right now. It's a small thing. Someone say small thing. It's a small, it's no huge. It's a small thing. Now, now you got to understand what I'm saying here. That, that sometimes we look at the truth as, as well, you know what? Uh, it's, it's just the Bible. It's no big thing. Well, the Bible says that, but it's not no really no big thing. The truth, the belt of truth is holding together your sword, holding up your pants. Hello, somebody. It's holding you from tripping. It's, help, it's helping you to be more, uh, more multi, mo, uh, mobile. Amen. Uh, 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 you have a better reaction, better flexibility. And, and so we, we listen to the lie of the enemy, and we says, well, we can live half the truth, not full truth. Well, let's see you put on pants that are bigger and put on about half on. What happens? Catch you with your pants down. And when we don't live the truth, the devil's catching us with our pants down. Oh, somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. We're going to go somewhere with this. Hallelujah. And so we, 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 need, we need to understand here, church, that there is pitfalls. And the enemy says, if you believe half-truth, you can get over this and you'll be okay. He's a liar. He's a father of lies. The Bible says in John 8, 44, he was a murderer from the beginning. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, the truth is not in him. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. For he is a liar and the daddy of lies. Come on, somebody. Amen. So when we are not walking in truth, we are walking in the devil's footsteps. And he's telling us to put on. Somebody say, put it on. Put on the truth. The truth is going to help us. The truth is going to keep us in check. The truth shows us that we are part of God and not the enemy. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. And the hardest thing about it, the truth the truth, church, is hard to swallow. But the Bible says the truth has set us free. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but if you need to be set free, you need to hear the truth. If, if, you, if they tell you, amen, that something's wrong with you, and they go, we're just going to tell you, we're not going to tell you the full truth. We're just going to give you a little lie so you can continue living the way you are. Or would you rather know the truth about so you can fix it? Come on, amen. You don't tell a doctor, just lie to me, doctor, just lie to me. Just lie to me. Tell me my sugar's fine. I don't got high blood pressure. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just my spouse, you know, just my children. But reality, it, it is high. You have, your sugar is high, and you have to take this to balance this out. And so you do when you're balanced out. So that's what this is the word of God saying. If you take the truth, it'll balance you out. Come on, somebody. If you take the truth, it'll balance things out. It'll balance it out. But you have to put it on. Someone say, put it on. You have to put on the truth, church. You have to allow yourself to function in the truth. Amen? The Bible says in John 8, 32, John 8, 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make you, it shall make you free. 
You want to be made free? Let the truth be in us. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. Now, now listen closely. That, that's a small one. That's a small one. That's a small, that's a small part of the armor. Now, if we look at the next part of that scripture, in the scripture it goes, it says, it says, having girded your waist with truth, it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Wow. Now, you got to listen to me. This, this breastplate of righteousness, it's from the neck down to the thighs in some, in some, not all of them, but some have them up to the neck right here, down to the thighs. That's a big piece. That's a big, that's a big piece of armor there, guys. And it'll, it'll, and it'll only wrap around uh, in, in some, in some uh, cultures, it has the front and the back, but the Romans only had it in the front. And they had straps in the back. And so here we had the, the breastplate, the, excuse me, the, the, the girdle of truth, now the breastplate of righteousness. This is the thing that, I, 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 that, that got me when I was looking at that. Is everybody wants to look right. Everybody wants to look good in front of people. We wear the breastplate of righteousness like a trophy. I'm doing good, nothing's wrong, everything's put the smile on. See, there's a thing called practical righteousness. And there's something called spiritual righteousness, very different. And then there's a righteousness of God. Let me, show you, let me share this with you guys. The righteousness of God has nothing to do with us. It all has to do with God and what he's done for us and how he died on the cross. It's not our righteousness, but his righteousness. That's not the righteousness, the breastplate righteousness that God's talking about here. That's just the righteousness of God. That's what, that's what makes us stand right before him, even when we're filthy animals. That's why the pastor can preach, because, because it's not my righteousness, but his righteousness. You're with me. But then there's the pretend righteousness that we have. This is what I'm talking about. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm righteous. How? Because you fed somebody who was sick, or excuse me, you fed someone that was hungry. Because you gave somebody something because they were poor? Because uh, you did what was right, like not take a stop sign? It's not practical things that you do. But we confuse that as the breastplate of righteousness. That is not. Come on, somebody. Come on, amen. But we have, that's, we use that as a breastplate shield, and it's not true. Those are things that humane people do. That's just humane to help people. People that are not even, who, who even love God are helping people. Come on, they have, they have programs for people. They have shelter programs for them. They have all these things and they don't even know God, but they're doing these elements because it's practical righteousness, what's right. Hey, everybody with me? I'm missing up your theology. Here we go now, here we go. Now, the righteousness that I'm talking about here is this shield. Now listen to me really quickly. We know the heart is an essential to the life, right? We know that the heart, if you don't know all that, you know that now. The heart is very essential to living. Amen. You can be brain dead, but you can't be heart dead. Amen. Half of us are brain dead, but you know, there's a whole different sermon. The same truth is for our spiritual existence as well. If we are, our heart is dead, we're spiritually dead um, in our heart, then something's wrong with us. 
A lot of people are having spiritual heart attacks because they're not protecting their heart. Come on, somebody. Amen. Here's this shield, the spirit of righteousness. Here's the spirit of righteousness, the, the shield of righteousness here. Now, 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 bear with me for a minute as I just set you guys up really quick. The shield of righteousness is protecting your vital organs. When you start living right before God and start doing right according to his word, you are putting on the breastplate of righteousness. You see what I'm saying? You're, you put on the breastplate of righteousness and you're protecting your vital organs. You are guarding your heart. Why? Because you're living, you're putting on the breastplate of righteousness. It's connected to the truth. So you are living the truth. You are living right. You're living the word. And I'm putting on the righteousness and it's causing me to live right. Some say live right. right. Causing me to act right. And so because I have that breastplate on, it's protecting my vital organs. It's protecting my heart, protecting my lungs, protecting my kidney. And so that's what living righteousness does. Living righteousness helps you protect yourself from getting hurt. Getting hurt easy. Some people, well, I, I got hurt. Well, how'd you get hurt? Did you have your, your righteousness on? Did you have your breastplate on? Or, or was it just your, you know, your personal righteousness? Hmm. Are we okay so far? Don't get mad at me. I'm just talking to you. <laughs> Everybody stop saying amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Church, it is very important that you and I learn to start doing things that are right. See, the righteousness of God is doing right before man and before God. Someone say before man and before God. It's not that we just do right before man. Oh, oh man, they, they see me, I'm going to do right before man. And then all of a sudden, when we're by ourselves, we're all, the devil comes out of you. The freak comes out of you. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know who you are. <laughs> and so we have to learn to say, you know what? I'm going to do right before God and before man. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's living the righteousness of God. That is doing right before God. Because why? Because I'm having a, um, what you want. I'm pos- let me say it like this to you guys. The righteousness of God, again, is, is you, is not you, and that you've done is is God because he died for us, that we have his righteousness. The practical righteousness, amen, is, is just the humane thing to do what's right. The spiritual righteousness is living the word of God. Come on, somebody, amen, that's living the word of God, doing the things of God, doing what the word says, living according to the word. And that's a big piece. It's a big piece. Because it's easy to know the word, but it's harder to live the word. Knowing the word, but living the word covers more. Living the word, Bible says not just be hearers of the word, but be what? Doers. Doers. So here's, here's, a, here's a, a big piece of the armor, a small piece. I'm going to give you one more small piece of the armor. Because this is the one I want to just take my time in a little bit. Is the shoes of the gospel. When I, when I was looking at this, it, it just hit me hard because... This is these words in verse 15. And having chilled your feet with the preparation of the gospel of what? Of peace. Wow. Again, here's a, a piece of the armor that is less noticeable. Hmm. It, but it's extremely important, guys. 
It's very important. The soldiers uh, must be able to stand to fight. Someone say to fight. He must be able to stand to fight. He may be called upon to stand guard against the enemy approaching for an extended period of time. Listen to what I'm saying. It is impossible to stand without proper protection on your feet. How many have ever had a job where you're standing and you're standing in line and your feet start hurting? Because you have the wrong shoes on. Amen. You're not going to be wearing, amen, boots, amen, to stand in a certain place. You, you got certain shoes for certain standing. And, and so I need you to show you something here about the, the Roman soldiers here. Um, us too, church, amen, must stand our grounds. <laughs> See, the, the Roman soldiers, Paul uh, had them uh, um, interesting footwear. He had, he had some crazy footwear for them. The sandals were made of durable leather, Okay. Their sandals that they had were made of durable leather and having pierces of metal nails. Crazy. Through them, for they can have, listen carefully, so they can hold the ground for better traction, for better footing. Are you with me so far? These are sandals, guys. Huh. The soldiers, they, they were comfortable, believe it or not, gave them the ability to stand due Amen. Due to the weather, due to the essentials, and due to the ground. So soldiers were able to stand the ground great. That's why the armor of a soldier, of a Roman soldier, didn't have no back. Because they were just taught to go forward. They were taught to go forward. Taught to go forward. Now, now listen carefully. We too must hold ground. Some say hold ground. We must be able to stand when faced with the enemy. Our lives must be settled in the Lord, grounded in the things of God and the beliefs of God. Many today are not grounded in their faith. You see, what these sandals did, it made them grab a hold of the ground and stay planted firm. You with me? And so a lot of people today are not grounded and they cannot hold their ground, and they're easily astray. They get easily perversed. They're manipulating what they believe in. <laughs> Listen to this. The Christian soldier must be certain of his salvation. Guys, you got to be certain that, that amen, that, that you've been saved. You're saved. Come on, somebody. Amen. You've been born again. Amen. Jesus has come to live inside you. He has forgiven you. Amen. You, got, you, got, you have to be grounded on that. You have to be grounded in your faith. Let me say my faith. You have to be grounded, amen, and stand in the gospel of peace. Listen to, listen to what I'm going to say. These soldiers were able to climb and to go for a long distance of time. And they were, and some of them were just, even just to walk far was gaining ground and was winning a battle. It was, that's what obtained, they obtained victory by, by, by continuing in long distances to me and difficult terrains. Church, this is the thing that I want you to understand. Those shoes, that gospel of peace keeps us standing strong even when things get hard. Those gospel of peace, those shoes, that, that gospel should keep you standing, amen, when everybody else is telling you lies. You with me? Come on, somebody. You, you, that, that gospel of peace, those sandals that you have on, able to cause you to walk in peace when you want to get all crazy. 
Everybody wants to put the whole armor on, but not the, 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 the slippers of peace, the gospel of peace. This is the thing, church. It's a small, unseen part of the armor, but very important. Because it's telling me how you stand determines how you fight. Come on, somebody. Amen. You tell me what you're standing on. You tell me what type of slippers you have. You have slippers of discord, slippers of pain, slippers of jealousy, slippers of, of come on, uh, amen, slippers of immorality. Then you're going to stand like that, and you're going to get hurt, and you're going to get mad, and you're going to get frustrated, and it's going to take over you. That's why every part of the, that's why he said the whole armor, because each part of the armor complements the other part. And it's a spiritual thing. Someone say spiritual. It's a spiritual thing. We have to understand it's a spiritual thing. Amen. So here they're laying it out, church. And us as Christians, we have to understand that we're a call to serve. These soldiers right here, they were serving in their position. They were ser- I-, I was watching a movie yesterday. And I was, when I was laid down, I was watching a, a, a movie. And, and I, I, I love kung fu movies. I love kung fu movies, man. I watch, it don't have to be in English. I don't care. I watch it. Subtitles. My kids, all my kids know they're like, oh, there he goes again. I can't even read it right, but I'm going to read it anyways. Pretty much, I'm not even reading. I'm just, I understand everything already. Korean, Indonesia, Chinese, Japanese, whatever you name it, I got it. I'm watching all the movies, and I was watching the movie yesterday, and they got these guys who, who were not soldiers, but they had heart. They had heart. And he says, you know what? I, we can make you guys into great soldiers. And so he goes, we just need to train you. And so they got them. They begin to train them the art of war. They're talking about all the different stuff and how to fight and how to do all these different elements. And pretty soon, man, they had a strong army. And this is the They were marching. And they were saying, they were, they were saying something, saying, you know, we are in the army and we're here to serve. We, we're here to go to battle. And they said something, they said something like this. We're here to serve our master. And they hit me. We need to understand we're here to serve our master, our Lord Christ, Jesus Christ. Come on. We're here to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't forget that. But we forget that. We forget we're in a fight. We forget we're in battle. We forget the devil's a liar. Oh, Jesus. Because the devil says if he can take your eyes off of me, you can put on everybody else. And you think you're fighting your brother and you forget that you're fighting the enemy, the devil. Come on, somebody, amen. Church, understand this today, that you have the belt of truth. We have to learn, church, to apply the truth, to put on the truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness, guys. That breastplate of righteousness, we have to learn to start living the word of God, the word of truth. We have the gospel to peace, the shoes. We have to learn to walk the gospel. Learn to walk what we've heard. Learn to, listen, this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what I'm going to tell you. We have to learn to walk it. Now, not only is it going to benefit us, the gospel of peace benefit us, it's going to benefit others. So we are taking the gospel out to others. We're taking the gospel out to people, letting them know Jesus loves you. Because why? Because we're, we're in the truth, we're living the truth, we're walking the truth. Come on, somebody, amen. These, these, are, these, these are things, these are, these are. 
The next, the next couple are, are different, different elements and the different ones, the ones, the sword and the shield and the helmet. They are for different. They are for offense. This is for defense. That shield is for defense. You live in righteousness is for defense. You having the truth on is for defense. You for having the sandals on is for defense. And that shield is for offense. That sword is for offense. That helmet to keep your head in order is for offense. To think straight. And I won't be talking about that next week. But I want you guys to understand the enemy wants to rob you. And to keep you guys from knowing that you're in a fight. To keep you guys from being the spiritual men and women you're called to be. That you won't revolt and rise up against the lies of this world. That you will be conformed to this world and you will forget that you're in a fight. But I tell you today to rise up. Someone say rise up. Someone say stand up. Come on, stand up with me, church. Stand up with me tonight, this morning. That you rise up and says, you know what? I'm part of the spiritual revolution. I'm not going to allow the enemy to lie to me anymore. I'm living the truth. That truth, I'm putting it on. I'm living the truth. I'm walking that truth. It's going to help me that I don't get hurt. I don't get frustrated. That I'm able to stand even, even, even though things don't make sense, I'm able to stand because it's the gospel of peace. People need to hear the gospel and they're going to hear it through me because how I stand is very, very important. Very important. Very important. That I'm, I'm not living in the practical righteousness, but I'm living in the spiritual righteousness of God. I'm putting on the righteousness of God and I'm living the spiritual righteousness of God. And I'm walking in the shoes of peace. The gospel. I'm bringing peace to where I go. I'm bringing peace to where there is trouble. I'm bringing peace to where there is damaged individuals. I'm bringing peace to where there's discord. I'm bringing peace because peace is with me. Peace is with me. I stand for peace. I stand for righteousness. I stand for the truth. I stand for the things of God. Because I'm putting on the armor of God. And I'm taking it out to the highways, the byways, to the othermost parts of the world. But I'm taking this furthermost into my house first. Because I'm going to start in my house. Then I'm going to take it to my job. And to my schools. And to every other part of the world. But I'm, I'm getting fixed so that I can take care of my house. Mm. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. Again, spiritual revolution begins with us. God is saying, I need, I need fighters. I need people that are willing to fight spiritually. And if you're going to fight spiritually, you need to become spiritual. You need to get back to the place of being spiritual. But back to the place of, of trusting, believing, abiding in me. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I, I, don't, I don't know Jesus. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And I want to accept them today. I want to give my life over to Jesus. If that's you, today I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. Anyone here? Anyone here? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor, I've fallen away. I've drifted away. I want to come back. I want to come back. Anyone here? Anyone else? Say, I need to come back. God bless you. I need to get things right with God. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor, I need to live that truth more than I ever have. I need to put on that girdle so I can begin to 
be protected and able to move better, function better, to put on the spiritual righteousness so that I can begin to live the word of God, live the word of God, live the word of God for what it is, not just hear it, not just quote it, but I can live it. And that it'll show, that it'll glean off of me and people will begin to see that I'm living the word. That I'm not just going to church or I'm not going here and there, but I'm going and it's changing me because I'm living in righteousness, God. I'm living spiritual righteousness. And I'm putting on the slippers of peace. Now I'm standing, and regardless of what's going on and what's happening, I'm standing now. I'm standing firm. I'm standing firm and I'm trusting the word. And I'm bringing peace, no longer bringing adversity, no longer bringing hate. I'm no longer standing in jealousy, no longer standing in hate and unforgiveness, but I'm standing now on the gospel of peace. It is what I need. This is what I want. And this is what I'm bringing into my home and to the other parts. If that's you, this morning you lifted up your hand and God spoke to you. I want you to come right now. I want you to come. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you today. We're going to pray with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe you're battling some things within your heart, within your spirit. It's the time. It's the time to come and get some things right with God. It's the time to come and get refreshed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It seems like the enemy has come and, and he came one way. But God is saying, I'm giving you the elements to fight the other way. Counter, counter him as he counters you. Don't allow him to miss you up. Don't allow him to pin you. Use what he's given you. Use the word. Use what he's given you, the truth, the righteousness, the gospel. Fight back. Fight back. Fight back for your marriage. Fight back for your children. Fight back for yourself. Get back where we belong. Get back where you belong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Re repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, wash me to precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are not done. Just stay where you're at. We're gonna pray with you. But the Bible says when one gives their life to the Lord, that heaven rejoices. There's a party going on in heaven. Hallelujah, come on. There's a party going on in heaven. But church, now's the time that God has forgiven you, has set you free. You've been delivered. Now's the time to stay away from the evil and cling to good. Plug yourself in church, read the word, study the word of God, and allow God to prepare you for greater things. Amen. As, a, as a, altar workers, how many are going to pray with you? I want to believe in God.